Okay, let's get into this year's Parsha Shlach, Tavshin Ayin Vav, uh, as we uh, are in the Parsha of Eretz Yisrael, the Meraglim, and we start off with a question that has bothered many. Parakud Gimel Pasuk Tesvav, the Pasuk tells us, after listing off the Nisim, the heads that we're going to go into Eretz Yisrael to bring back the report. These are the names of the men. Moshe called Hoshea Benun Yehoshua. So question one, many questions Chazal already ask, is right now he called him Yehoshua? Right now he added on the Yud? That's what it sounds like from Chazal. Chazal say that Davka, Moshe Rabbeinu, Davin for Yehoshua, he needed it, Rashi quoting the Gemara Mesech Asota, Nispalel alav, Hashem, the Yud is Hashem, Hashem to save you from the Eitzah, and Yehoshua is a lashon of Hashem saving, should save you from the uh, Eitzah, from the advice of the Meraglim. If you look on the Rashbam, point number one, the Rashbam thinks, Apipshat, it doesn't mean that the name was changed now. No, it was changed a long time ago. No, right when Moshe elevated Yehoshua to be basically his right-hand man, that's when he changed his name or added on to his name. Lo shakaru ata Yehoshua, not that right now he was called Yehoshua, elakach pirusho, Hoshea binun, sha'amarnu lamala, shenikra kim, bebeisaviv, Hoshea binun, who we just listed a few psukim ago, that he was called Hoshea in his father's house, who oso shakar Moshe Yehoshua, kishena asemishar, so he's the one that Moshe changed his name. Year before, months before, v'hivkido al beiso, and he was put him in charge of his house. Not dafka right now. Again, Chazal say it was as a prelude to the Miraglim. But the Rashbam will mention another question, maybe that bothered him in a minute. Bez Hashem, but Rashbam says no, it was earlier. Shekachayim and Hagam. This was the minag we find elsewhere in Tanakh. Kimo vayikra Paro Shem Yosef Safras Paneach. Paro gave Yosef a new name. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar gave Daniel a new name. Vayikra Daniel Balshitzar Dushmei Balshitzar Kishem Eloel. Right. So did we find uh, that the names were changed when there was a new position involved? So point number one was when was this change? Rashbam says I'll be shot earlier. Chazal say right now. But there's another problem. There's another question that is asked. Uh, by by a number of Mepharshim, and we'll read it this year from the Kedusha's Levi. Kedusha's Levi wonders, did Moshe really know or think or suspect that this was going to be bad, that this was going to be an evil report? Because if so, then, then how did he send them? Well, different suggestions given. He sent them because he figured that they wouldn't, if he says, okay, you could go, they won't go. But according to Chazal, which is the 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 the, the pshat of the Chazal, is that he had an inkling of what was going to be, and that's why he davened for Yehoshua. Which then begs the question: So why didn't he daven for the other Meraglim? Why did he only daven that the Yehoshua shouldn't be convinced by the others? And the Chavetz Chaim we discussed in past years: Why did he only daven for Yehoshua, and he didn't daven for Kalev ben Yefuneh? Question. But we're going to focus on the Kedushas Levi, the first question that we just said. And this also might be why the Rashbam doesn't want to say, doesn't like the, doesn't say like the Pshat, because it's difficult to say that he knew about it, then he had Chashashos, and still agreed to send them. That's the question of the Kedushas Levi, and source number two. Rebbe Levi, the Bishop tells us, near Ladaktik, line three. HaMoshe, lo yodeya sheyu Moraglim. Moshe didn't really think that there was going to be an evil report. Ki bevadai lo he wouldn't. Yes, maybe he wouldn't have sent any. 
But the fact that they wanted to just check it, okay, he agreed, but he, did he think that they would ruin everything? They were kosher at that time. Vilama his love. So what do you mean he davened for them? As Rashi says, What was he davening for? So Kedusha's Levi gives a, a different idea. This does not s- explain specifically why Yehoshua he davened for, but what type of tefillah this was. This was not, says the Kedusha's Levi, a tefillah because he thought there was going to be something evil that came out of it. It was more of a tefillah in the positive realm, a tefillah for fulfillment. Fulfillment of the connection to Eretz Yisrael. What does that mean? Let's see what he says. Fascinating idea. V'nir l'taretz, ki amar Hashem l'moshe shlach l'chan Hashem v'yasuru at Hashem tells Moshe, send men v'yasuru, the Lashon of Latur. Ube Torah and in Dvarim, when Moshe Rabbeinu is giving the lesson in Jewish history, right before he dies, he's going over, b'siber maisa meraglim, there's a different verb used. Nomar v'yach peru What's the difference in language? Hashem tells Moshe to v'lasur, and that's what Moshe Lachora told them, but when he uh, says it again and reviews it, he says v'yach peru. medrish. Says the Rebbe Levi Yitzchak, there's a medrash. Kemoshi Ramach Evarim Vishasa Gidim Ba'adam Just like there are 248 limbs, 365 sinews in a person. Kemo, and so too, parallel to the mitzvot, as we know. Kemochein Yesh Ba'aretz There's a parallel between the land and the person. Kemoshe Kasav, and he quotes a few. A number of times we find the language of some type of body part referenced to the land. Ervas ha'aretz, lev ha'aretz, tabur ha'aretz, ein ha'aretz, the eye, the, the belly button, the lev. And if you look in source number three, I gave you the medrash in its entirety. Kol mash amr chachamim, kol mash barakadosh baruchu ba'adam bara ba'aretz. Everything Hashem created in man, He created in the land also. Adam zeh ochel, man eats. Even though that's uh, a negative pasuk, Adam right? Vapor Gimel. Adam All based on psukim in Tanakh. Rosh Afros Tevel. Adam it covered by the Makos. Adam Yeshlo Aznaim. Av Eret Yeshlo Aznaim. Adam Yeshlo Peh. Eret Yeshlo Peh. Av Tifharet it's Pia. So there's a parallel. Doesn't mean literal. The land doesn't have an eye or an ear or a mouth. But there's some type of of parallel, supernatural parallel, not literal, but some kind of connection between the land and the person. Now back to Rabbi Yitzchak on the top left. Says the line four. Hinei haramach ivarim sheba adam kineged ramach mitzvahs asay. As we know, the two hundred and forty-eight limbs in a person are kineged the two hundred and forty-eight mitzvahs asay, and it's as if that each limb is screaming out, "Do the mitzvah, so I could be fulfilled. The potential of this limb could be fulfilled." Vishasa gidem kineged shasa mitzvahs losasay, and the three sixty-five sinews are kineged the three hundred sixty-five losasays, which are all screaming out, "Don't do this avera." And I will have my fulfillment. Shekol gid mechuyav lishmar leval yavar halav hamagielo. Don't violate. That's man, 
and that's the mitzvos and the averos. As the Chavetz Chaim discusses in his Akdama Techele Gimel of the Mishnah Bura, which Bezer will get back to a little bit later, there are also certain limbs that are more defining than other limbs, just like the heart and the brain, you can't live without them. You can live without a pinky. There are certain mitzvos you can't live uh, without. Um, that's, so, that's a parallel there. Ukimochein, and now says Rebbe Yitzchak, if that applies to the man and mitzvah connection, maybe we could add on a level. There's a land person mitzvah connection. Ukimochein gamkein ba'aretz, ha'evarim v'hagidim, mechuyavim lishmar mitzvos. The lands, evarim, the limbs, on a metaphysical level, the Aspects, the elements of the land are parallel to the Jews doing mitzvos in the land. Ukisha Yisrael Osina mitzvos ba'aretz. When B'nai Yisrael do mitzvos in the land, Azayal Yedezer ha'aretz chashka v'chafetza. Sheyu Yisrael ba'aretz, lasos atari mitzvos ba'torah. When Jews do mitzvos, the Eretz Yisrael wants those Jews there because that's an unbelievable fulfillment of its essence. And this works very nicely, he doesn't quote it, with the Ramban, of course, in Pasha Zachremos, where he talks about every mitzvah has an added element in Eretz Yisrael. Even Tefillin and Mezuzah and the Mitzvah Shebegufo, there's an added element when they are done in Eretz Yisrael. Maybe that's this element of, of the 365, 248 parts of the land being parallel to the Jew doing mitzvahs. Al-Kain, that's why when Moshe Rabbeinu sent them out, Sholach Moshe Hayud Beis Anashe, Moshe sent these 12 men to be able to basically lay the groundwork for the fulfillment that is going to take place. That was his tefillah. His tefillah was not a Sur Meirah as much as an Asei Tov. Get the land ready for it. Get the fulfillment ready. Vetzivoham, and that's the two verbs. Viasuru. Lashon Torah, sheyilmadu sham Torah, v'yoharetz noach lechovshim lefnehem, kishiyaso mitzvos baaretz. Set up a yeshiva, see where the learning and start laying the groundwork for the Torah. V'yisrael mashpiim baaretz, and therefore, but Yisrael, when they come in following you, they will be mashpiim. They will have such an effect, such an unbelievable connection. The fulfillment of the chosen people in the chosen land with the chosen book. What could be greater? What could be more perfect? And the land will be a makabel of the Jews performing the mitzvos, and that's the lachon of v'yach peru. Besides v'yach peru, meaning uh, searching out, but it also could be from the lachon of chafra hachama. It will be meek. It will be humble in front of those who come into it. Meaning it will be mushpa and it will let it uh, be fulfilled from the Jews doing mitzvahs there. And that, says Eklusha's Levi, is what Moshe Rabbeinu was davening about. Again, this does not explain why Davka Yehoshua was the one that uh, was picked. Maybe this was the... Uh, obviously, he was the leader. Maybe he was the leader. Hashem wanted to daven... Uh, Moshe wanted Yoshua to be the symbol of the leader that should uh, pave the way for what was going to be. But, alas, as we know, uh, the reality was different, but that is that is one thought on Yehoshua and Hoshea bin Nun. Okay, moving right along. Perak Yudal and Pasuk So, the Braglam come back. 
they give the evil report. Yeshua and Kalev are trying to stem the tide, trying to say, no, we can do it. They're all crying. They're all complaining. It's unbelievable. Right? I wish we would have died there. Why do you bring us here? We're going to die. We're going to get killed by these giants. They all fall on their faces. What happens? Yeshua ben Nun v'kalei ben Yifunim and Atar Masaras Karu Big Dayhem. They tore Kriya. Vayomru alkala Eida ben Yisrael. They said no. Haaretz that you're a varnu balasarosa tovah haaretz maod maod. It's an unbelievable land. Every time we bench, we echo these words of Yeshua and Kalev. Eretz chemda tova urechava. Whenever we bench, we have to focus on the centrality of Eretz Yisrael. One of the four uh, ideas that the Gemara says abrachas we need to mention in benching. First one, no Eretz Chemda Tova That's parallel to this phrase. And the Pasuk continues then. Hashem wants the land of Eretz Hashem will do it, don't worry. He'll, he's in power. Do not fear the Amaretz. There are bread. They're nothing. Sar tzilam me'alehem. Their shadow has left them. Vahashem itanu, Hashem is with us. Al tira'um, do not fear them. Couple of questions on this Pasik Pasik test. First of all, question that we'll get back to uh, later in this piece. Why the double lashon we have twice in the Pasik Al tiru and al tira'um. Do not fear. Two times. We're going to focus, though, before we answer that question, on the three words in the middle of the Pasuk. Sar tzilam me'alehem. What does that mean? Their tzel has left them. So, we're going to see four ideas. Two of them we know from Rashi. What is sar tzilam me'alehem? Their shadow has left them. Says Rashi. Maginam b'chazakam. Their defender. Their strong man. Ksherim shebahem meisu. The best ones of them have died. They have, they have nothing to protect them anymore. Don't worry. Their zechuyos have run out. Eov shahayamegin alayhem. Rashi finishes shot number one. The strong ones, the ones that have great zechuyos, Eov. There are ten different opinions in Mesachas Baba Basra. When did Eov live? One of the opinions is that he never lived. But many different opinions. So this is one of the opinions is that this is when he lived. And that's what the, they came back and said, don't worry, Eov was great Zechuyos, he's, he he's not around anymore. Pshat 1, they're strong men. Pshat 2, Davar Acher, says Rashi, Tzilo Shel Hamakom, Sar Me'alehem, the shadow of God has turned from them. They're basically saying, don't worry, Hashem's on our side, Hashem's not on their side, don't worry about it. What is the shadow? What does Tzel mean? Is it the shadow of their great ones? Is it the shadow of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Two ideas in Rashi. If you look though now in Rabbeinu Bachai, in Source 4, we have two other ideas. Sart Silam Aleihem. First pshat. Yechaneh. First he quotes an idea that, we, that the Ramban also mentions a number of times elsewhere. Yechaneh HaKoach Sheyesh Bohem Lamala Blushen Tzel. So the Ramban writes, uh, at length in Achremos, every nation in the world, every country has a, what we might call an administering angel, a spiritual force that acts on their behalf, that protects them. We know in Chazal we have Sarah of Shalesav and Sarah of, of, of Edom and all of the uh, types of Sarim. So says the, the uh, Rabbeinu Bachai, 
That's the tzel. Their shadow in Shamayim. Yechana ha-koach she'ish b'lohem l'mala b'losh and tzel. L'fishu megin al ha Because that power protects the nation. K'tzel ha-megin mipnei Like the shadow protects from the sun. V'ho'inyan. Let me explain, says Rabbeinu Bachai. L'fishein umano fellas l'mata she'yiposara l'mala t'chila. Whenever a nation is defeated... It's because its spiritual force was first brought down and defeated upstairs. That's their tzel has been removed from the, above them. That's, that's an allusion to the force upstairs. As the Ramban says in Achremos, as I just said, every country has a spiritual force except for Am Yisrael. Who is in charge of us directly in B'nai uh, Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael. But then there's a fourth idea. And then he quotes that from the Ramban, his Rebbe, and he expands upon it. A Kabbalistic idea. But he tries to give a little down-to-earth, little explanation of it. The Ramban, Piresh, line 5. What it's sell? It doesn't mean they're strong ones like Rashi says. It doesn't mean Akadosh Baruch Hu's power like Rashi says. It doesn't mean their spiritual power is upstairs. No, it means shadow. Right? Sart Silam. Tsel means a shadow. Sart Silam Alehem. Shehusar Hatsel Me'al Rosham. The shadow was removed from their hands. When? Mimasha Yadua. He quotes a Kabbalistic idea. Kibalel Hachosem Agadol Shaloshana Rabba. They didn't have a shadow on Hoshana Rabba night. The 26th day since Briyas HaOlam, Lo Yimtza Tzel L'Rosh Misha'asid Lamus Ba'osa Shana. If somebody was going to die in a certain year, his shadow is not visible. On Hoshana Rabbanite, the ultimate day of Chasima, the process of Elul and Tishri and Hoshana Rabba, the end of the Chasima process, says the Ramban, if you don't have a shadow, so that shows that that's a reflection that there's going to be trouble that year. So basically what Yeshua and Kalev were saying was, they're going to die, don't worry, nothing to worry about, their shadow is gone. What does that mean? That's basically the gist of his idea, even though I didn't quote it verbatim. So says Rabbeinu Bachai, let me try to explain a little bit. What's the symbolism of the shadow? The shadow on Lel Hoshana Rabbah, this is not something that uh, we should do today, we don't know exactly what this means, but there's a message in it for us. The Efshalomer, let's go to line 12. There's a, something to be explained. Let, it's possible to understand, even though it is wondrous. A shadow is appropriate for every item, every being in the lower worlds. Whether it's a person or an animal, or even a rock or a tree, the grass, everything has a shadow. Everything has a shadow. What is a shadow? The sun, the sun is up in Shamayim. It's a celestial being. Its rays shoot down to earth. But there are beings on earth. There are items on earth. So if the sun is shooting down and there is a being on earth, so there's, there's a clash. 
a shadow symbolizes the overpowering and the existence of an item over the power of the sun. The sun's rays comes down. No, not here. There's a shadow here. The shadow means that this tree exists. The shadow means that this rock, this person, this animal exists. The sun's rays are pushed aside for the shadow. In place of where the sun's rays should be, there's a shadow. Hashem didn't want one of his creatures being Hasagas Gvul. Son, this is human territory. This is, this is being territory, physical being. And therefore, a shadow is appropriate. A shadow shows that I exist. That's what a shadow means. I'm here. I exist. I'm doche, the sun. So what's the symbolism of a lack of shadow? That shows that there's something lacking existence here. That's why that's the simon of somebody who's not going to fill out their year. When the rosh ha'adam Right is not the, the shadow of the person's head is not visible on Lala Hasima. Hineza os vesimin beheder shtilo shavayaso nederes mechaya olamashafel. He's some somewhat less existent. If on the last night of the process of determining what's going to be for the year, Hoshana Rabbah, the shadow is not visible. Venechta venechta betabas hamelach lamus b'shana hahi. That's why that's a symbol. V'haisalavana mofes binyanzeh v'shumemuna al kabale chayim shebeshvalim v'chulu. And he continues. Part number one. So again, fourth shot of sorts. Silame alaham tsel means literally the shadow. Their shadow is wasar. What were they saying? A shadow symbolizes their power over the elements. That's what our shadow symbolizes. What does Yeshua and Kalev say? Don't worry, their shadow is not there. They're basically saying they are not existent. We could defeat them. We could beat them. It's all a symbolic way of using that that idea. Good. But one, once we're in, Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar will finish his words after we had the four different of what starts Silab. Here he gets back to what the double lashon in the pasuk is of Al Tiru and Al Tiraum to uh, Lashonos, and also. What is he? What is the language of the second half of the pasuk? Sart silame elohim. Their tzel, whatever that means, is we could overpower them. Vahashem itanu, and Hashem's with us. Altiram, don't worry about it. What does it sound like from the pasuk? Their tzel is no longer around, and Hashem's with us. What if their tzel would be around? Hashem wouldn't be able to overpower. So according to the last pshat, he doesn't say this to the Israeli ready an answer. Sartzila means that Hashem has decided that he's going to, it's not a separate idea. But Rabbi Machai goes down a different path. Rabbi Machai says, Vani Tama line 20, really a separate idea. Our tzel is not, is not upon them and Hashem is with us. If Hashem is with us, even if their tzel was still on them. What, there's some power that they have? If we have Hashem on our side, even if they give, the, take all the tzel you want. What do you mean, only sort silame alehem? Says Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, really, 
Getting back to his own shot, shot number three. Really, Klai Yisrael were worried of two things. When they were crying, when they heard the Miraglim, they were nervous about the people, and they were nervous about the forces in Shamayim above the people. The Sarim of Kenani and Chiti and Amori, all of them. That's the double Lashon in our Pasuk. So, what Kalev and Yosho were saying was, number one, don't be scared of the people. Hushamar Al-Tiru, that's the first phrase of the Pasuk. Al-Tiru es Am Haaretz. Don't be nervous of the nation. They are bread. Hashem, right? Sort silam alehem. Kama doesn't fit in perfectly because the esnachta is before sort silam. But this is the way he's reading it. Sort silam alehem is going on the nation, and then the second half is talking about the angels, the sarim, Hashem itanu, al tiraum. Hashem is is created even the spiritual beings. Lo sarim ushramar od al tiraum. So it's a parallel, it's A, B, right? It's, he gives a, a reason for A and a reason for B. Right? Their koach, whatever sar means, as we expl- uh, discussed, has been removed. And, line 26, And don't be worried about the sarim, because the Kaddish Baruch Hu is with us, Nothing to do with Sart Silam. That had to do with the first phrase of the of the Pasuk. Okay, so we know, we just spent time talking about what one word means. Tzel, what does Tzel mean? Four different ideas in the words of the of the Rishon. Okay, moving right along. We're going to skip to number five for now. Um, it's about Poked Avin Avos Albanim. But we're going to go six and seven, really, I apologize, are, are out of order. First should be seven, and then should be six. Once we're on our Rabbeinu Bachai, we're going to continue uh, in his in his words. Another uh, fascinating suggestion that really does not appear elsewhere. Towards the end of the section of the Miraglim, when Hakadosh Baruch Hu is very upset, and Hashem says, "Okay, they're not going in." And uh, Hashem Moshe Davins, it is going to be a tremendous chil Hashem, and. Hashem, 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 Erech Apayim, Rav Chesed, Nosi Avon Avveshev, Anake, Lo Yenake, Vechulu. But Hashem says, fine. Vayamar Hashem, Salachti Kivarecha. Okay, I forgive them based on your words. Meaning, I'm not going to just kill them right now. But Hashem continues, Pasach Chaf Aleph. Vuulam Chayoni, Vimalik Vod Hashem is called Aretz. Ken Hashem Sharomas Kvod Yevaz Ososai. All the people that saw my Osos, they're not going in. Not going in. Hashem then tells Moshe and Aaron a couple of psukim later. They're complaining. And then Hashem takes an oath. As if Kaviyach Hashem swears that you will not come into the land. Who's Hashem talking to here? Shem's talking to Moshe and Aaron to then tell Bnei Yisrael. What's his Lashon? Imatem tavo Aretz. So yes, you might read this. The Pashup Shad is that this is what you should say to the Jews. And the Jews, Bnei Yisrael, are not going to go in. But it sounds like a little bit, Hashem's talking to Moshe and Aaron. Imatem tavo Aretz? Says Rabbeinu Bachai, this is already an illusion that they're not going to go in either. 
Imatem Tovo El Aret, Source 7. Hadibur Hazel Moshe Ula Aaron Hoya Biachad, Sheyom Rukainli Israel, Kamoshe Hiskir Amor Alehem. This is said to Moshe and Aaron to tell B'nai Yisrael. V'yi tachein lomar, but it's also possible. D'kiv, k'kivan sh'dibur ha-parsha hazu, b'lishnehem, ha-reheim b'chlal atem tavo el aretz. Why did Hashem tell Moshe and Aaron? Not just Moshe, most most uh, diburim were to Moshe. Maybe Hashem wanted to include them in this, because he already saw and he was already hinting to the fact that they weren't going to go in. V'ramaz l'am shal'i kansu la'aretz. Ukashem sh'ramaz Moshe ba'atzmo, even though Moshe Rabbeinu had some um, knowledge, not conscious knowledge, we would say, but subconscious, as we say in Az Yashir, to be emo to emo, right, Put, taking himself out. V'hutzi atzmo michlalam. So, there's already, already a remez to it. And yes, there are Sukim in the Torah, Parshas Chukas, what exactly was the chait? But the Mepharshim, Rishonim and Achronim, also add on secondary ideas why Moshe and Aaron couldn't go into Eretz Yisrael. And this is another idea that's really unique, pointing out in the footnotes that this is, this is Rabbeinu Bachai's idea. They were Tzadikim up to this point. They didn't sin. Because of covet of Am Yisrael. We are their leaders. Leaders don't abandon their people. If the people aren't going in, then we're not going in either. He is saying to them that Moshe and Aaron, you are connected to this people. The leaders of Am Yisrael are connected to the people of Am Yisrael. And then he even says beautifully, But you know what? Also, this gives chizuk to that generation and to every generation. Just like, yes, they all died. But Moshe and Aaron also died. And they weren't Zohar to go in and they stayed with them. They are going to have with Moshe and Aaron. A leader of a Jewish people stays with their generation eternally. The shepherd is a shepherd. Yes, they will. You know, will we, will our generation, will we have a relationship with Moshe Rabbeinu? Of course, we'll be able to talk, uh, or whatever it is, we'll be able to learn Torah from him. But there will always be that special connection between the Gadol, the Rebbe, and the Talmudim that he had in this world. And that's what Hashem was telling Moshe and Aaron, and really telling Am Yisrael. Moshe and Aaron are going to be with you forever. They're going to be here, they're going to die with you, just like you're going to die before Eretz Yisrael, but don't have Yeush. They're also... They're going to stay with you. They are connected to you forever. Ken Yisrael, towards the end, Me'adara hu shemesu ba'midbar, Heimim shekiblu ha-Torah, V'ro'u ha-Mamad ha-Kadosh, Shemarekvot Hashem ayin ba'ayin, Me'achar shekiblu dinam, Yizku l'tchies ha-Mesim. Remember, they're going to say, we're, we, were the, we were the ones that saw Kriyas Yamsuf, the Makos, with Moshe Rabbeinu. So they are ultimately always connected to Moshe. That's imatem tavo al 
it includes Moshe and Aaron also. So again, yes, hitting the rock and getting angry and whatever that hate was, that's what's explicit. But there are other ideas given. The Meshachachma has his idea. We discussed in the past, they wouldn't deify him. But this Rebbeinah Bachai now goes on the list of why they couldn't go in because the Jewish leader stays with, stays with his people. Okay, moving right along. Now let's go back for a moment to the previous source, which we had skipped. There is a Pasik towards the end of the Parsha now. We are after the Meraglim. We have a couple of mitzvahs given to Am Yisrael. We have the Nesachim. And we have the mitzvah of Chala, which we have discussed in the past. Uh, but then we have Pasach of Beis. Tesla of Chav Beis. Why is this here? Good question. Not for now. But we have the, 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 the Psukim and the Parsha of Avodazara. Shigagas Avodazara Al Yidei Sanhedrin. What carbon does, does Sanhedrin bring if they mislead unintentionally Am Yisrael in this area? If somebody violates what does it mean? All the mitzvos? So Rashi quotes, Harios, mitzvah achashihi kechala mitzvos. Doesn't mean all the mitzvos. One mitzvah that is connected all the mitzvos. Ma over al kola mitzvos parek olu mefer brisu magala panim. Just like somebody who violates all the mitzvos is someone who is rebelling against the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Ah, mitzvazu, this mitzvah of Avodazara. Parek ba ol umefer brisu magala panim. Ve'ezazu Avodazara. So even though it doesn't say it explicitly, so our Misora, our Torah Shabbat Pet tells us that this section, Shishi, is uh, about Avodah And what's the halacha? What's the halacha? And if the whole Eidah does uh, does something wrong, they have to bring this carbon. Parben bakarech ala'ola, l'rech nichoach, v'chipr ha'koyin al-kol adas b'nei Yisrael v'nislach lahem. And we will get a kapara. End of section. V'nislach l'chol adas b'nei Yisrael. There will be forgiveness for all of Am Yisrael. V'lagir agar b'socham. And to the convert, the ger amongst them. Ki l'chol ha'am bishkaga. Because the whole Am is bishkaga. Question number one we may ask is, we know this Pasuk. This is not a unheard of Pasuk in the end of Shlach. Just open up the Yom Kippur Machsar. It's on the first page of the Yom Kippur Machsar. Right after Kol Nidre. We all say this Pasuk together. Why are we saying this Pasuk there? What is the reference of Shigagas Avodazara Davka? You know, what, is this, what does this have to do with Yom Kippur and Kol Nidre? What, what is the significance of, of this Pasuk? So if you look in the Be'er Yosef, Yosi Misalant relates this Pasuk to a important halachic Machlokas Rishonim. And many, many uh, Shabbat Shuba Drashas might have discussed this in the past. And that is what's the purpose of Kal Nidre. And just one other question, the last word. Ki ha'am bishgaga. What, what's the whole nation being bishogeg? Specifically referring to Avodah Zarah, but we're obviously generalizing it by Kal Nidre. And we're connecting it to somehow to Nidarim. So what is this Pasuk doing here uh, that we want forgiveness for for um Averis that we did. So the Ber Yosef quotes the Machlokas Rabbeinu Tam and the Rush. Pasuk Zel, start with the beginning though. Nahug Amro below Yom Kippurim. Ach, Okol Nidre, that's the Minog. Hidi HaPasuk Zen, Omer Kama Parsha, Shikas Avodazar Shal Tzibur, Avomashaychus Laomer Ach, Okol Nidre. What is the significance of saying this? 
So he calls the Machlokas Rishonim, based on the Gemara and Nidarim. What is the what is Kol Nidre about? What is the purpose of Kol Nidre? We are somehow getting rid of our vows. We're getting rid of Nidarim. Our Nidarim shouldn't be Nidarim. Which Nidarim? Is it past or is it future? And there's even a parenthesis in the Kol Nidre. Some Chazanim say it, some Chazanim don't say it. But that's based on this Machlokas. The Rosh in the end of Yoma, it's also the Ran in Nidarim. Benidon Mashenagu Lomar Kol Nidre. Is Konidre about any Nadarim that I made the previous year and violated, I should be forgiven for? Ulai Avrolahim? Is that what Konidre is about? Oshu Tnai Lovatal Nadarim Shiyadu Lachamikan. Or no, Konidre is about the future Nadarim that I haven't taken yet. I am trying to undermine them before they even come into existence. So that's the Machlokas we've shown him. First Shita Sarbinutam. Rabbi Rotam says it's about the future. It's in the future. The Kasav Omrim and our Pasik. What kind of kapara? What kind of forgiveness do we need? If we are now nullifying all future vows, so when I violate those vows, I'm not really nullifying it. I'm not violating anything. Because right now I'm saying what I say in the future is going to be meaningless. So what do I need forgiveness for? kapara. Not that I really technically need kapara. Ella shem yadur nedarim bazu ashana. But if I do make a neder in this year, the yishkach habito. What if I forget that I said kol nidre or the effects of kol nidre? Ulefamim sheino nizar benijov over alav and I violate. But it says in at least two places, Kiddush and Nazir, even if somebody technically is not violating, they need forgiveness. As the Gemara says at the end of the first parak in Kiddushin. I'm sorry, the end of Kiddushin. It's the end. I think I'm eating pig, and I happen to be eating kosher meat. I need kapara, even though I didn't do anything wrong. But that's Rabbeinu Tam. Konidre is about the future. Venislach, it's not really that you need slicha, but because you thought you were doing an Avera, you need slicha. But the Rosh himself does not say that. The Rosh says, what do you, in the future? There's no precedent for such a thing. No, in the past. You made a nether, so we have something called Hatara, Hafara, She'ela. So that's what Konidre is. Meuniria, Kiminaga, Kadmonim. It's on the past. I don't want to violate them now, so I'm getting rid of them now. That's why we say it three times in order to be matir the neder. So that's the machlokas we've shown him that we all have to be aware of just to know what are we doing about Kal Nidre. Is it for past vows or is it for future vows? Says the Bar Yosef. According to Rabbeinu Tam, I understand what the phrase means. Remember, in the context of our parsha, it's shogay because everybody listened to the Sanhedrin, and therefore they didn't know that they were doing anything wrong. But on Yom Kippur, how is it shogay? So according to Rabbeinu Tam, it's shogay because in a few months from now, when I violate and I forgot that I did this, that's the shogay. Bish, the mother Rabbeinu Tam, line five. Shuhu al nedarim she yadu mikan alahaba v'yishkach habitol shayich al zelomar ki lecholam bishkaga. It makes sense. De beetzem harei hanedarim shalachem mikan betelim. It's not a neder. I already got rid of it before I started. 
Ela Shimikiva Shuchap, because I forgot, it's Ke'ilu, I did something wrong, and that's the, that's the Shogeg. Ava line 13, Lashita Sarash, but according to the Rosh, who says that Kal Nidre is about past vows, so Venislach is going on the past, so what's the Shogeg? There was no Shogeg, I violated a Nedder, or right now, I made a Nedder, and I don't want to violate, everything was done Badas. So what's Kalachala on Bishkaga? So he says, maybe it's a, based on the Gemara in Shavuos. The Gemara in Shavuos, Lamitaz discusses the severity of Shavuos. The Gemara there is talking about, the Mishnah there is talking about the Shavuos that Dayanim sometimes makes somebody swear in court. Omrimlo, the Dayanim swear and they say the whole world is going to have an earthquake if you take a Shavuos properly and the whole world is going to be affected. And we scare him. Meaning, when there is a shvua that is inappropriate or a neder that is violated, it affects others, even those who didn't have any connection to the shvua. Because that's the power of the severity of a shvua. It's like the the uh, the bali mishalom give the mushal. It's like drilling a hole in the bottom of the boat. I'm only drilling the hole under me. But some things are so severe that it affects the world in a metaphysical way. When people hear it. And therefore, that's what we're davening for. Kodesh Baruch Hu, please don't let the severity of the oaths help all of those who have no, affect all of those who have no connection. Mevur Mikan, 32. There's more stringency in terms of affecting others. And that's the pshat of Kilochalam, the Pasuk in our Parsha. The whole nation could be effective, but give forgiveness, because Bishkaga, it was all shogik for them. They didn't have any, they didn't have any connection. So the Pasik in our Parsha, Tesvav Chafav, which we say every Yom Kippur, means two different things, based on Rabbeinu Tam, based on the Rush, and Shkaga itself has two different Shatim, based on how one interprets what one is trying to accomplish with, with Kal Nidre. Okay, moving right along. Let's get back to, the end of the Parsha. Source number eight, we're going to do in a minute. So what happens at the end of the Parsha after we have this section of Avodah Zarah We have the story of the Mekoshesh, the mysterious story. They found a man being Mekoshesh on Shabbos. They brought him to Moshe and Aaron, and Moshe took him. Moshe fulfilled the first mission of Perkyavos, having Metunim Badin, Right? And the the first saying in Perkei Avos, and he waited to see. He didn't know. He didn't want to do something uh, rashly. What exactly is Mekoshesh? What does it mean? Different day is in the Gemara. The uncle is here says Megabev. He was gathering. Right? It's one of the Pshatim that he was gathering. Um, right? Some say it was uh, Slavchad. Either way, he was doing some Malacha on Shabbos. Ask Rav Shimshon Pincus. Ask the Teferah Shimshon. Again, a question that we might have been bothered with in the past, but he gives an, a mushal to try to crystallize the idea. We think about, right, this was the first Mechal Shabbos in history. First Mechal Shabbos, let's say. Maybe Dustin and Aviram when they put out the Mun, but let's say this was the first recorded one in the text. What was the answer? Skila. So stringent. Shabbos is so chamur. 
We don't find such stringency by others. What do I do? I gathered a couple of flowers. I'm Chayim Misa. Says Rav Shimshon Pinkus. Isn't it ironic a little bit? If I burn a Sefer Torah, I take out a match, I burn a Sefer Torah, I'm not Chayim Misa. If I eat a piece of pig, the chozer is betamte my nefesh. I'm not Chayim Misa. Even a murderer is Chayim Misa, but not even Skila. Rotzeach is very stringent, but it's not on the same level as Shabbos. I, li- I press a button. I take the fat off of the chicken. I'm Chayiv Skila. How can we think that? I burning a Sefer Torah, doing Malacham Borer. You know which one? So obviously, this is beyond us, and we're asking a kasha on 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 a kaddish baruch Hu, which chas v'shalom. We're not. We're just trying to under, try to do our best to try to understand it more. But obviously, the wisdom of a kaddish baruch Hu is is not completely in our power. But he gives a marshal to try to help us out. Marshal l'madavadome l'misha isalo chabura yado araglo. Right, and the uh, this is a a surgeon shot. Somebody has a a wound. On their head, on their hand, on their leg. You have to have surgery. Amputate. You have to have surgery on the on the arm. On an arm, on a leg. It could be that even if the doctor makes a tiny, slight mistake, a little bit this way, a little bit that way patient will be okay. It's not the best thing to do, but when it's on a certain part of the body where the milla, 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 milla centimeter doesn't, doesn't make a difference, okay. Yes, it's terrible. It could be a mum chamur. It won't kill the patient. If it's brain surgery or heart surgery, there, the stakes are that much higher. And that's why that's the highest level of surgeon and the most schooling. Why? Because those are the most serious. It's in the Kodesh Kadashim of the person. The source of it all. A slight little movement of the hand. That's, there's nothing to talk about. Any slight stia. Says Rav Pincus, Shabbos is our heart. And Shabbos is our brain. Shabbos is our chius. And therefore, yes, all of theirs are serious. And there are, there are various parts. There's, there's the heart, and there's the brain, and there's the lungs. There are serious. But Shabbos are one of, the, are one of those organs that you can't live without. And that's why any slight little, just a little bit, just turning on a light, just a little thing, but it's it's the brain, it's the brain. If you scratch your arm, so then won't do anything. If I scratch the heart, I scratch the brain. Oh, is that? That's this. 
turning on the light. It's the source. It's the main, it's the source for all bracha. That's the makar. And therefore, If Shabbos is affected, even a slight, and therefore, Rachman al-Itzlan. That's why it's so, it's so, uh, dangerous. So dangerous. And that's what we mentioned often. The Chavetz Chaim, I mentioned earlier, in, the, in his Akdama to, to, uh, of the Mishnah Bruah. He says that, yes, like we mentioned before, the Ramach Ivarim and the Shasa Gidim, right? Those all have parallel to mitzvos, but not every limb is created equal. And not every limb is life, uh, giving, and if you're missing it, you won't have life. But there are certain ones. And Shabbos is there. Shabbos is the heart. If I don't have the heart or the brain, if I don't have that Shabbos, then that's it. All right? And that's why Shabbos, Kolakofer B'Shabbos is Kilo Ovid Zara. Shabbos is one of the mitzvahs that are Keneged. And therefore, says Pincus, that's why, even though if we think about it, compare it to certain other Averis, what do you mean? It's not fair. I don't understand it. But there's something there for us to take to take with us. Okay. Uh, one final thought related to one of the six mitzvahs tmidios. We know we have one of the six right here in Parsha Shlach, right? A belief in Hakadosh Baruch Hu and, and Avodah Zarah. That's in the Aseres Adibros and Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem. Um, those are all and Yichud Hashem. Those are all Vaschanon is jam packed uh, in a couple of months. But here we have. We say it every day. Do not follow after your heart. And after your eyes. Asher atem zonim Famous question is asked, doesn't the eye, don't the eyes come before the heart? First the eyes see, and then it goes to the heart. So why does it say, Why is the heart first? The heart should be after the eyes. One question, let's answer that question first, and then we'll expand. Says Rav Sarutskin, says the Azayim Torah. Look at Rashi. If you look at Rashi, he says, "Halev v'ha'inayim he meraglim leguf misarsim lo asaveros." He doesn't talk about the order, but he says the heart and the eyes are, are the ones that bring it into our our neshama. Ha'ayin ro'eh v'halev chomed v'haguf oses averos. The eye sees, the heart desires, and then the body does the averos. Rashi says, "Ha'ayin ro'eh." What doesn't he say? Ha'enayim ro'os. Ayin ro'eh. Leave only one heart. Says of Sarutskin. And the Sefer Chinuch is going to say this explicitly in a minute too. A lot of times in life, we're, we're involved in life. We walk, we see, we this, we that. Something catches our eye. But if it's only one eye, it's not part of us. It'll just go off of us. And we won't internalize it. And we'll reject it. After seeing it with one eye, we won't internalize it, and that's not included in this Avera. The problem is, is when it's, when step one, the ayin, that's Roa, when I see it with one eye, I internalize it to my heart. Because once that happens, then it's going to go and affect both of my eyes. And it's going to affect me. Says Rav Sarutskin, Source 9. One eye. What does that mean? It means not really, right? Like, like we, we've mentioned in, in other Shi'urim. The difference in English between th- words. There's a glance, look, stare. 
right? Different English words. They all mean looking, but there's a very difference. Glance, somebody has to see something. That's different than looking, and different than staring. So here, ayin echad is like a glance. It happened to come in front of my eyes. The rock, but what happens after that? If I internalize it, I'm it in my heart. Then it'll be caught, become part of me. Then it'll be lead. So why did it talk about Levavchem first? Because the first one eye, Hashem's not going to hold me accountable for that. So I'm in life, and I have to protect everything. Obviously, I have to protect myself as much as I can, put myself in good environments. But if there's something for a second, if it stays outside, okay. But once it comes inside, it's Levavchem, and then it becomes, and then it becomes Einechem. The Sefer Achinach, amazingly, even says that this is a basis for a Halacha, a basis for his halacha. If you look at Shin Pei Zion, which the whole thing is important and, and, and beautiful, which we'll read some of it soon. But at the end of the piece, the Sefer HaChinach says, this is a lav that does not get malchus. Shin Pei Zion. Why is there no malchus on this? It's a lav. Lo say, Is it Ein Ba'amaisa? It could be that you do a Maisa. Right? So why is this, why do you get malchus for this lav? Left side, on top. Ve'en lokin alav zeh. Lefi she'ein zeh davar misuyam. She'inuchawa hasros po ha'over alav. First point, there's no specific action that we can warn you. If you do this, you will get malchus. Ki mihiyos ha'adam banui. Be'inyan, a person exists as follows. She'iyev sh'arlo. Sh'alo yireh be'en av lefamim yosim ma'sharoi. It's impossible. Once in a while, we walk down the street, we see something that 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 is that is terrible. But that's that's what we are. Sometimes we'll hear of a tragedy. Sometimes Rahman will hear of something, and we'll have questions. So to have questions, that first step in both of the contexts, right? Chazal say levavchem and enechem. One is minus, one is arayos. That first automatic step that is kind of out of our control. That's not what we're going to be held accountable for. It's only beyond that. It's only after that. So there's no malchus on this because the first step really is is beyond us. It's what we do afterwards. It's whether we let it come to our hearts. That's what we have to be so scared of and so and have gedarim up. If you go back to the beginning now, Shin Pezayin, the Chinuch says, "Shenim nanu shaloni yachid machshavasenu lachshov b'deos sheim hefechadash atorah benu yalav." We can't have deos that are opposite of what the Torah demands. L'fiyevsher love v'mitak l'minus, because then that will lead to worse. And also, ukemochein shal yirdav adam achar mara enav ubechlazel lo lirdav achar taivas olamazeh. So our job is to not let step one get further, but just to end on a positive. The Nesiva Shalom Slanimer says, if this is what is demanded from us by averos, obviously by mitzvos, it's even more so. When a mitzvah comes our way and we glance at it, or it's there with only one eye, we have to make sure that it goes inside. It can't stop at our eye. It's got to go into our hearts. Ukemo, line source 11. The Nesiva Shalom. Ukemo she Israel losa say, who I'll hear her halev dafka. Just like the losa say is on the, in, once it gets in, kach gam litzara kadusha, lo daiba machsheves hamoach, alatzorach lamika balev. It's not enough to think about it in the brain. Ravi adata hayom 
Then he quotes the beautiful word, the first Ramah in Shulchan Arach. What did the first Ramah say? He quotes the Mora Nebuchim. He quotes the Rambam. When a person puts on his heart, right, that's where he says, you act differently when there's a king in the room. When a person puts this on his heart, what's the language? He quotes, Kishayasim Alibo. That's the language of the first Ramah in Shulchan Arach. Die Karama Bilshono. Kishayasim Adam Elibo. Our mother says when you think about this in your brain. No, it says when you think about it in your heart. We have to bring it in. Just like we have to prevent the negatives, the meanness and the arias. We have to prevent them from getting in. If they're on the outside, okay, sometimes it's out of our control. That's the first step. But... We have to allow it to get in. We have to make sure it gets in. We have to make sure that it defines us, uh, who we, who we are. Okay, Parsha Shlach starts off, as we said, with Meraglim, ends off, Rashi just quoted the Meraglim, one of the six Mitzvahs, we have to make sure that we are able to fulfill this every second of our life. Okay, we will stop here.